This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into Black not if you're into black belts, but maybe if you are into black belts, hey, that's your thing. I'm not here to judge. But if you're into CBD products, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. They have everything from tonics to rub-ons to wipes to lotions. Anything you need that's CBD infused, they have there. Check it out. They ship within North America. And if you're a woman that so happens to be listening to the show today, thank you very much. And go to poppyapparel.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. You'll get 10% off. It's women's clothing apparel. You could shop online from the comfort of your own home. They deliver all around the world, and it's free of charge if you spend 50 or more dollars. And obviously, go subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify. And I'm also part of the Pod Bros Network. Listen to a bunch of other shows on the network. That's podbros.com. And if you shop on Amazon, click on their Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds, free of charge, helps them out, helps me out. So, this week's guest is a Canadian pro wrestler that has wrestled for such promotions as TNA, now known as Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Zero One in Japan, the WWE, and currently you could catch him on Smash Wrestling, which is available on the Fight Network, Tyson Dukes. What's up, man? How are you? I'm very good, my friend. Thanks for being here today. Hey, thanks for having me. This is actually a sweet little setup. I must tell everybody that uh, if they want to join the podcast, that they should. They should definitely come in and check this out, because this is a, a swanky little setup you got going on here. I like this. I try. And you know what? This, this is all on a $0 budget. Wow. <laughs> the my kind of budget. That's a wrestling budget. Right there. I guess that's why I... See, most of the guests I have on are wrestlers, comedians, MMA. Yeah. Stars and all three are the same thing. The, the struggles are real until yes. you make it to that upper echelon, obviously, right? So, right. You know what I mean. So I guess yes. it goes hand in hand, and it's good for good conversation. You know what's great too about uh, being this way, being a comedian, a, like a MMA guy, a wrestling guy in that line of work is not until you make it big do you make it big, but then mm. you can always you always have a, a a piece of your heart that always wants to kind of go back 
to the humble beginnings. You know what I mean? So right. that's kind of fun too, is that we can just kind of chill. Like I know I've been a lot of places like you were saying on your thing, but I've never like when I come back home or I do something that's a little bit uh smaller, a small mm-hmm. show, like at a like a church basement or something like that, I'm right. like, Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> this is all right. You know what I mean? So it's kinda it's always a full circle. Well, it is. And then even once you get, uh, I'm sorry to say, well, it's going to happen to everybody. Once Father Time catches up and your body can't do it anymore in the ring, you can still go towards teaching, which I want to bring up. Okay, you know what? Let's talk about our way. Your wrestling school, the Tyson Dukes Wrestling School. Yes. Let's talk about this. How did this all come about? When did you think of this? Was this always in the back of your head or was it just a out of the blue thing? Well, uh, we got time, so let's go over it. Uh, sure, please. <laughs> we got time. Like, I've, uh, I was one of the assistant trainers, the head assistant trainer to Can-Am Wrestling in Windsor. So that's oh, okay. under Scott Demore, who, yes. is, who runs Impact Wrestling now. Um, and Scott uh, gave me the reins because he was always busy, so I was the guy that w- was in the lead guy. So mm-hmm. I was coaching guys, guys that you would know, like Kushida from Japan and nice. Soya from Japan, Joe Doring, all these guys that would come in. Moose is another one. Nice. All these guys would come in, and then they'd work with me. Because I was his guy, right? right? And then our philosophies were the same. Um, our styles, like, whatever wasn't the same was very, very close. Because everybody's a little different when, they, when it comes to everything. Right. So I spent 10 years at that training center. So a lot wow. of people um, might know that. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, so I, like, I, I worked there at Can-Am, so I drove a uh, truck. 18 okay. Wheels of Justice. <laughs> I was a uh, head trainer or assistant head trainer at Can-Am Wrestling School, and I wrestled every weekend. Okay. Just to, that's that was my life. Wow. So when I made the, the switch to London, because uh, my wife got a new job, she started a new job in nursing, we decided, mm. uh, let's, let's put me aside a little bit here and focus on you getting your career started a little bit. So we made the move to London, uh, uh, we still, we like it was still was there. It was still there. I always wanted to do this. Okay. And so I asked Scott one time because he had an extra ring, and I said, "Hey, can I buy your ring?" And he goes, "No, you can't." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, no problem. Thank you." Right. And then, sure enough, I did a show. Let's let's talk about this. We okay. I worked at Conflict Wrestling, okay. which is a small little promotion in Kitchener, and I did this okay. show. And it was awful. There was 10 people in the crowd. (laughs) Oh, no. 10 people in the crowd. The promoter was going to be with me. I was a bad guy. It was, uh, we were going to be handicapped against the champ. And how long ago was this? Oh, man. This was now three years ago. Okay, so it's fairly recent. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's fairly recent. When you were younger. Okay. Right, right. So three years ago. Okay, okay. So we made the switch. We made the move to London. I've been there about two years. Um, and so we're uh, we're at this show called Conflict Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Promoter is in my corner. He wants to be a part of the show. Of course, every promoter that wants to start a company just so he can wrestle is that's a bad idea. That's right. a bad idea to start. So in front of ten people, uh, I put this match together. He uh, accidentally, as uh, Turva picked him up mm-hmm. to give him a move, he. He sat all his weight on him, and yeah. Turva came down and broke his wrist. Okay. Broke his wrist in the middle of this match. Wow. So what 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 happened after that is he like Turva's a bit of a hot head gets up right away, okay. smacks him, right. and then proceeds to give him the most legit drop kick, like a Shut legit up. drop kick in the face. So he drop kicks this promoter in the face. Right. Promoter's face is all smashed to pieces. 
Uh, I get tagged in. I get in there, and we start fighting. Uh, like arguing, not fighting. For okay, real. like for arguing. Yeah, I'm like, okay, let's just take it home. Just roll me up. He goes, sure. no, I'm never coming back here. I'm like, dude, this because uh, I'm a professional. I stick to what I'm supposed right. to do. You're supposed to go over. This is the plan. Exactly. He goes, I just kicked him in the face. I'm never coming back here. Roll me up. Right. So I rolled him up. Okay, there's one, two, three. After this hard, like two minute argument of like oh, us, like, let me roll you up. No, you're not rolling. Um, and so what happens is I win. I take this belt. We go to the back. Right. Uh, promoter's all banged up. Okay. The next uh, week, the next week, um, I hear that conflict is shut down. Mm. The promoter has, uh, via Facebook, like you could see it, the updates, right? You know how they post stuff. Right, of course. Personal life is everywhere nowadays. Yeah. Posts that he has over $2,500 in dental uh, bills okay. because he had <laughs> kicked out a tooth or smashed <laughs> something or cracked teeth <laughs> and Turva's wrist is super broken. So right. like just and in front of 10 people, an oh epic disaster, God. an epic disaster. So Jesus. we'll fast forward a bit. This guy messages me out of the blue and goes, Hey, you know that promoter from conflict, do you know his ring? Is that do you think that would be a good ring? I'm thinking about running in Oshawa. Okay. First off, let me tell you this right now. Oh. Oshawa doesn't need another promotion. They have too many promotions yeah. as it is. Okay. And they don't have enough to draw the two or three or four that really? they have out there. But, no. that's, but that's what I would think. Because even like back in the day, I remember TNA ran pay-per-views there. Yes. Even currently, Impact has been there too. Yes. And I just figured... And WWE does uh, house shows as well. And but like, ah. they're not into the indie scene oh, at all. Is that what it is Yes. Oh. So if you draw any more than 300 like to get 150 to 200 people okay. you're really 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 you're trying oh, so it's nowhere hard. close to like toronto no i just thought maybe not. it expanded like it went yes. maybe from like windsor to like montreal i you thought maybe think. that was the like i guess the 401 concord like, right right make, right kind of makes sense yeah but it would it doesn't oh, like it doesn't work so this guy says he yeah he's hey i'm thinking about starting a promotion do you think that uh, that ring's worth this much so he gives me the amount i'm i'm like <laughs> Um, yeah, man, I think that's pretty good. Okay. As soon as we're messaging, I'm also messaging the promoter saying, right. Hey, I hear you selling your ring. How okay. much you want for it? And he, and he took a cheaper price cause it was me. Right. He gave me a better deal. And I said, you nice. know what? I have cash in hand. I'll come and get it. Even better. And he says, if you get it this week, I'll give it to you for this much less because oh, wow. of uh storage cost. Okay. Makes come sense. get it. And I had no place to put this thing. I had no place to put it. So I got one of uh, my current students now who worked in a truck yard. I said, oh. brother, I need to store this ring. Can we store it in the truck yard in the back? Yeah. Sure enough, I could. I let it sit for a full year before I found a place. Oh, wow. It took me a full year. This thing has been going now. So from that guy getting busted up to this right. guy messaging me saying, hey, is this ring worth it? Because I'm going to start a promotion in Oshawa. I'm like, right. I need to stop two of these things. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to rectify this, and from from me picking this thing this Ooh. ring up, bringing it, which was an ordeal, bringing right. it to London, and then getting it set up in London, mm. um, at that storage, and then finding a building a year later, okay. and then getting started, like it, it was a process, like an over a two year process. So you're still in your infancy then, pretty much. Uh, I'm only like this October I'll be two years in the game. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I thought this has been going on at least five years or something. No, see, oh. but I got such a reputation for 
Maybe that's there. what it is because you do training in such different. Like you've even gone to the PC, like yes, the PC and helped out there, there right? And yeah. All that. how, actually, how was that experience? Awesome, like awesome. And like, how did it all come about? Did they seek you out, or did yeah. you throw them like, "Hey, I'm up here doing this"? No, they uh, they wanted to see me in a coaching aspect. Okay. Because I I feel as though because I am forty, uh, they feel as though I probably don't have I don't have the time. For them to invest in, which is kind of ludicrous in a way. Not, I see their point, but I also find that ludicrous because uh, most careers only last about three years now, anyways. No, that is true. But I think they're looking at you coming into, say, Perfect World NXT, doing the five years there, then doing the jump, not going straight to like SmackDown or or even like 205, so to speak. And me, the way I feel in my present condition is I would better be suited for NXT and staying there. In a, in a role of, like, a veteran that works with them, right? Instead of, but, uh, the coaching that thing make sense. Came, up, came about where they, uh, I did the Cruiserweight Classic. Everything went well. Right. I had trouble with the borders, so I couldn't go back down. Shut up. Because that was my, that was my big run, is after the first, um, cruise, the first match I had. Right. With Zack Sabre Jr., correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because the big ones that they, they had on, on point there, the the ones they wanted to sign and kept going back to was Iboshi mm-hmm. and Zach. That's oh, the ones they wanted to sign from that, and they were supposed right. to go further than they did, but they didn't. Oh, right? Oh, makes so, sense. Right? Because like out of the blue, it's T.J. Perkins is winning this thing. You know which, what? It did. Uh, even as a fan of that, no, because you know what? I I hate to say it, I'm like a smart because I know the business and all that. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. But I don't follow. The spoilers and the shit online. So I don't follow any of what's going on online. So I never... I like to go in fresh, so to speak. Yeah, right. Because I'm still a fan at heart. You know what I mean? So yes. if it's ruined, I tend not to watch something. Exactly. But if it's not ruined, I like to go in fresh. So whatever. So to me, it as a fan watching it, it felt like it was like, okay, I know TJ from, again, TNA and all that stuff. Yes. And from before and even in Mexico and all that. But I was like, really? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, not that he didn't deserve it, but the the way the story was being told through the tournament, I did not think he was going to win. Yeah, it just it seemed like I think that's what it was. That's and that's a good way of putting it. It's not that uh, TJ wasn't a good like a good choice to be cruiserweight champ, right? But the way they set the story up, there was nowhere he was nowhere near in the story leading up to it. Was Thank he ever you. going to make it? Maybe semifinals, but never to that point. Thank you. That's right? what I thought. Exactly. Yeah, because it's not the, the way they were building. It was almost like a swerve right away. Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, Bushi won't sign, or oh, Zach won't sign. Right. I guess we'll go with Perkins, right? Yeah. Which could be it. Uh, like, I know that I know that they tried uh, Coda a couple times. They went right. back to him a few times, saying, "Do I, or do you want to sign him?" Yeah, like how about this? Offering different deals, mm-hmm. and then of course, Koda went back to Japan, right? Of course, if you're from Japan, you want to be in Japan. But you know what? what I'm sorry to say, has WWE? I don't want to throw shade, but has they ever created a like that Japanese star ever? Yeah, see, I don't think so. Right, even in house so. or coming over, either way. I'm right. not saying regardless. Like you know, right, what I mean? right. Yeah, I don't like you. Know, you would think with uh, Kenta, I was just going to being yes. the guy. Yeah, that you would think a massive role that that guy played in Japan that he would transition over. Mm-hmm. And but you don't know because like. Let's see, that's another one of those things. Like, is it because he got injured all the time, or is I don't it because know. I think it's one of those lost in translation. Lost things. in translation. I, I think because right. again, not to throw shade, but the biggest star in WWE history, in my opinion, as yes. a fan, that's Japanese, is Funaki. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? And, and it's is. like, look how many 
other legends there are that I've actually walked through the doors and no one knew they were from Japan or they right. just came in for like a quick run or whatnot, right? Well, WCW did an all right job back in the day. N- not not bad, but not better than WWE. Be- yeah, better like match wise. Better match wise. Only right. only when it came to letting them showcase their stock. Mm. Because look what they did. Like not even really because they did it with Ultimo, but Ultimo you yeah, could say it was right. a luchador more than so than a That's Japanese true. wrestler. And then they had someone with the pedigree that Nagata had. Right. And think about Nagata was nothing there. He was managed by Sonny Ono in right. terrible gear, gold and black gear, not doing anything. I know. Right? So it's it is definitely because of the styles and stuff like that. Well, you think what was it, Kabashi and uh, Jumbo were in a Royal Rumble one year. Mm. Nobody had any idea who these dudes were. Exactly. They just came over and got wiped out. Right. And these guys are the like two of the mecha if legends. People only of, knew exactly. If they only knew the pedigree these two had. I don't know. I just think the WWE main roster does not watch Japan wrestling. I no. hate to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, right. like I said, it gets because again, even going back with TNA, like they had Okada at one point. Yes. And they did nothing. Yes. Like, you know, and what, what's his name now? Um, Sonata is another one. Yes. They, had, they did nothing with, right? Yeah, and look at those so, guys now. Thing, and that's They're why I mentioned it. Exactly. Insanely good. Right. So Both. maybe it's just something lost there. It's that got, it's the North American be. audience does not either appreciate or. The bookers don't see something don't, in... Yes. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah, you might... You think about that now, how many guys are kicking themselves in the ass now thinking like, Okada, we had Okada, and we had him as like a manager role to Alex Shelley, for God's sake, <laughs> being his camera boy. What? I know, right? What is going on? That's just so funny. absurd. It's absurd. But I see now... Again, when I was younger, I didn't know any better. But now as I'm older, I look for those guys who, not that they're the background, like even in, in like uh, a, a stable, yes. the guy who's least pushed, who's always at the bottom, tends to be the guy who ends up being world champ after, yeah, yeah, tends yeah. to shine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Batista, he was getting money for Devon with, with a collection plate. Yes. And look, he ended up being, I'm sorry to say, a bigger star. And, well, single-wise. Singles-wise, yes, without a doubt. Bigger without than Devon, right? Without a doubt. So t- to see those guys, it's like, oh my God, it's, it's hilarious. Sometimes. Well, you think about Diamond Dallas Page was a, there you go. a, a manager as manager, well. Manager, right? And like is now a Hall of Fame legend. Yep. You know? And just <laughs> loves yoga. <laughs> loves yoga so much. Hey, it's actually helped. I've done his yoga. I, You know what? I have I Speaking uh, of the devil, I have like once uh, once every two weeks in my studio, mm-hmm. we have Sarah Fortune, who is a part of our team now, the okay. Wrestling Factory team, and she's actually certified in DDP yoga, goes down nice. and sees them all the time. She comes down and helps the kids out, and that's on her time. She doesn't, she doesn't want anything for it. Mm-hmm. We support each other, so I always put her DDP yoga over, as in Sarah Fortune, get on it kind of deal. Right. And she comes in at work with the kids because the benefits of both are like astronomical. So yeah. we have a little bit of a partnership there. So me and oh, DDP, awesome. yeah, man, we're like this now. I would like to say, like I've done yoga before, like regular yoga. I've done all the gimmicks, this and that, yes. yoga and. I, I'm so, not again, not to kiss anyone's ass. DDP yoga, I think, was the best because you actually sweat afterwards and you feel yes, not only a workout, but you feel stretched, you feel good, you could breathe. Like every like how we incorporated everything. I think it's, that's that's from being damaged. That's from a, no, a lifetime yeah, of being he says banged that up. all the time. Yes, yeah, because it's pretty much saved his career. You said it's, right? Yeah. What will you think about it? You think about like anybody, like a personal trainer. Um, because that's what I do now during the week. 
as I fill in my time as a personal trainer, you think about these people come in and then they get with a personal trainer and they go, well, I can't lift that because my elbow doesn't work. And the personal trainer is going to go, well, you're being lazy, lift it. Whereas (laughs) in my head, it's like, okay, well, let's assess why your elbow hurts and why mm-hmm. why it is, and then it might be maybe we'll have to switch the angle. There's not not to say that we can't do something of the variation. Right. We'll just switch what we're doing. Exactly. So like it's it's the same it's the same thing. It's just finding different ways and having the the know how because I I of all people know what it's like to be banged up. So of course, obviously, yeah. So good on DDP. No, it is very good on DDP. Well, as a wrestler, mm. you've gone through many gimmicks, I assume. Yes. Throughout few, your career, few, I would assume. A few, a, few. a few, yes. Now, you got your start in 97. Yes. At the age of 18. Now, yes. did you technically start at 18 so you could say you're 18, or were you already training nope. before 18? No, I was 18. So right at 18, because you know you hear some stories of guys training at 13, 14, yes. you know, but no, you legitimately started at 18. Yes. Okay, but you started as the Muay Thai kid. I did. Were you into, like... Mixed martial arts. Uh, I was into mixed martial arts. I was into martial arts as a kid, though. I was a okay. I took uh, Japanese karate um, uh, when I was fifteen, sixteen. Okay, started. And so, so you I know the movement, so it's not like movements. you would be stiff, as they say, right? Exactly. I know how to move my feet. My feet were always good and stuff like that. So um, that Muay Thai kid came out of like that was the guy who run the school, <laughs> run the promotion, said. Because he had a thing about calling everybody a kid. So, like, okay. because of Dynamite Kid, there was a Pitbull Kid. There was another kid. I was a Muay Thai Kid. It was, like, Lightning Kid. Oh, so like, you know what it's like? It's like the rappers today. Little. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> All the littles and young. Little yeah. and young. So it's just ridiculous. <laughs> everybody was that, right? Okay, gotcha. So then, so obviously, I'm just the... Um, I'm uh, the Muay Thai Kid because... Right. And they shaved my hair. I was just going to say, and your eyebrows? Eyebrows. Well, that why? Was, why the eyebrows? Because that made no sense. That's a rib. That's just. <laughs> oh, is that what it just, was? Just, just to be, get. Just okay, be a okay. mean. Just be a mean. Because I was a young farm kid. Had no idea. I <laughs> grew up like going to church four times a okay, week. Okay, gotcha. Like uh, lifting all day long. Just right. being a farm kid. So you're country strong. As country I guy, right? Gotcha. And then my God, they come into this wrestling thing, and I love wrestling <laughs> from an early age. Okay. And I get there, and then they say, "Okay, well, you know, let's let's." Let's mess with this kid. Let's mess him up. So, of course, <laughs> eyebrows came off. I remember at, like, 18 and just, like, welling up. And, like, and I shouldn't be because you're an 18. You're a man. You should be a man. Right. But I remember welling up, my eyes welling up, and I'm just, like, I just, because oh, my head from being a, a baby because I've had operations on my skull. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so it's not it's not level. It's not even. It's oh, all, I see. It's all craters and bumps up there. It's like the it's, moon. It's basically like the freaking moon. So then, <laughs> you know, look at me. I'm hideous. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like hideous. Gotcha. I felt bad and oh stuff. Oh, my God. But, that's uh, that's part of the that's part of the shtick, right? Right. Well, especially back then in the late you, '90s, right? Well, dude, I, there I was came no PC the, police back then, and I, I come in. <laughs> no, and I come in in the land of giants. Oh, that's I mean? right, too. I forgot about that. Yeah, man, I'm I'm still of the age of giants. Yes, but a lot of these young kids have no idea. Like wow. a lot of them want to do their their spots and stuff, which is great. Right. But like back in the day, if you even if you even so much as could get a drop toehold, you're Right, uh, you're just getting beat up because I'm sure it was stiff as fuck too. Right? You know what? Some of those guys were light. I will, I'll okay. give them credit. Like some of the guys that That's were super right. pro, but then a lot of bitter guys would just beat the tar out of you. Just beat the tar out of you. <laughs> beat the, 
And just the word, like wrestling back then, I, I was just talking about this yesterday. Wrestling in like the late 90s, mm. early 2000s was still the land of giants. And it was just old guys. I was just going to say in their mid-40s, right? Yeah, there were Maple Leaf wrestling guys and stuff I like that. Mike Sharp type dudes. Those dudes, <laughs> yes. Uh, My favorite jobber, sorry to say. Sharp was great, though. Like, he would move. These guys are, like, less than Sharp. So they okay. were... They weren't they weren't moving at his caliber, right, and right. so like the matches were always bland and always terrible, and people still okay. came out because they knew no better. And I think it was me along with a few other guys that were younger and just waited till these old guys right. started dropping off, and we changed it. We yeah. totally changed what Ontario wrestling looks like and the landscape and how we treated each other. Well, I didn't even know independent wrestling. Like I've been a fan since. Okay. Um, you know my age. I'm in my late 30s, early 40s. My first pay-per-view that I remember watching that got me hooked was WrestleMania 4. WrestleMania 4, that would be the Macho Man uh, yes, getting the, the title. Yes, the tournament. So what was that, in 85? No, Ooh, 87, don't 88? Don't. I don't know, whatever. So I must have been around 8 or 9. So I was yes. a kid. Yes. I didn't know there was wrestling in Ontario, except when they were at the Maple Leaf Gardens. Right. That's it. Yep. Then when I got older, I discovered independent because again, that's when the, the territories were gone. Territories are gone. So that's it to me. I was, I was nothing else. There's WCW and WWF at the time. That's yes. It. Then when I got older, obviously with the internet, thank God for the fucking internet too. That helped out a lot. Well, that's all it is now. Is but now, yeah, you guys like literally all I think of is that core of like the Team Canada crew that was in TNA. Yes. That's like the independent Canadian team back in that, that late '90s era. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. And to think where all you guys are now, like you, Bobby Roode, like Yarrick Young, and even. The, the more right yeah all these guys flourish to be something actually did something legit, with right? it yes exactly just had a, uh, it's all about persistence see right just That's wait exactly till the old dinosaurs left and then we we'll take over <laughs> hey what do you think i'm doing with my show <laughs> i'm gonna keep plugging until they plugged. all die out <laughs> yeah exactly, man. remember still young. all yeah. the big guys like joe rogan and all those guys are all older than me so yeah, i just gotta all live them <laughs> you know what they'll just peter out don't you worry next time i come down here there'll be like a like a uh, like a soda water thing out down here and i know stuff i'll like actually that. have a real bartender instead of just an empty <laughs> bar <laughs> oh shit well, speaking of TNA, how was that working with all those guys in TNA? Because uh, did no. you guys know each other? Yes. But, uh, well, I'm talking about like the early formation of Team Canada. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we all knew each other. Okay. So we were on an independent scene before that. So I was working for both WWE and Impact at the time, and then I blew out my knee on Impact or on uh, WWE on Velocity. That's right, because yeah. you wrestled on Velocity, right? Yes, and I blew out my knee on Velocity. And I was supposed to join Team Canada. Okay. So that call came the same night that I got hurt. Oh, wow. What are the Which is crazy, right? right? My life is crazy. <laughs> wow. So they said, hey, we want you to be a part of Team Canada. Scott actually called me. I said, well, we're going to have to wait on that, Scott, because I mm. think I just destroyed my whole leg. And then, wow. of course, the opportunity had left for quite some time until I got better. And, and then I, after I got better, I went back to WWE. Mm. And then I did a few more runs with WWE before just getting sign-lined. And then having, I took some time off because I was out of shape, out right. like just mentally messed up. Sure. And, and so, how old were you at that time, by, oh, by the way? Man, you I, must have been in your mid-20s, no? Mid-20s. Yeah, so you're not really, your full head on your shoulders quite yet. No, I was, I got hurt at um, uh, 24. Oh, I got yes, hurt at yeah, 24. I still a young pup at that So, age, yeah, 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 so stupid, right? Yeah, exactly. So you think you know it all, but you really don't. Don't, don't have a damn, <laughs> don't have a clue. 
have no idea what to do <laughs> exactly at all <laughs> in life. No idea, especially being uh, a male, right? Yeah, you're just that an idiot. too. Yeah. So I I uh, went back to WWE. My career didn't do so well there. Once I went back, because I yeah. was six months, uh, I was fixed up, and then it took nine months to get back to WWE. And by that point, had this giant brace on. Still haven't learned how to use like work around this brace really um uh, body's out of shape because i'm always like constantly scared about my hurting my knee and all i'm thinking about is getting to the next show of course which is ridiculous i should have been working out harder than ever right but you just don't know you don't just don't know and uh so i wish i wish things were a little different that way but it is what it is it's just a learning tool for the rest of them now of course you know yeah yeah so that was pretty cool then with all uh, those guys. Impact was great. Like Impact was okay. Like I don't, I don't have any reservations. It's so quick though. My my t- tenure at Impact it was just flashes. Right. Just come in and do. Because you were in the World Cup as well, right? Yes, I was. Right. Me and Doug Williams and Davari and stuff like that. So they just slammed a bunch of guys together and said, <laughs> "Team hey, World, right? Yeah, you guys, you guys, <laughs> which should have been baby faces if you think about it. We're all uniting in a cause. Actually, you know what I mean? That's true. You right? know, the United Nations really are." Not like Shit. I don't care about my brother being from another country and if his skin color is different, we're all well, banding together. That's the whole Canadian way of thinking, right? Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> so and you should have been the team captain too, on top we of it. We should have been like, but then well, think about it, we were the worst <laughs> human beings on that thing. They couldn't wait for us to die on that thing. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, Davari was a big piece of crap in that tenure in Tina. I loved it. I loved yeah, him. Right? That yeah, right? Yeah, he's his. great at that. When like, they, that they, role, like, I guess he tried to do it in WWE, but again, did, being a PG 13 and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. was like, okay, you do your thing, man. Go crazy. And he was, oh, I loved it. It was plus so it, good. Plus it was during, like, they're trying to do stock market stuff and mm. uh, private, uh, like, uh, turn it into a public traded company. So then Davari's doing this stuff, but then there's <laughs> tensions between the Middle East and stuff. I'm like, right. oh, this ain't going to last. And it didn't, right? Hussan and Davari, like, no. how quick did that just get turned out? Like, okay, that's enough. Get out what was it? Was it that? Because, again, my memory shot as well, but... Was it when he came out with all those hooded guys for the execution? And they're like, okay, that's it. This was the last straw, right? right around there. It was that. And the funny thing is, the guy is Italian. If people look. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, they look at it. He's, just, he's not even. A... You're right. <laughs> he just, he, guys, if he shaved his beard, beard off, he, like, you would never know. You would never know. know. Exactly, right? Yeah. It's so crazy. true. Oh, Insects. It's funny. Well, you've wrestled a whole bunch of guys as well. Like, yes. From top to bottom. Has mm-hmm. there been one guy. Past or present that you've not wrestled that you wish you did? Hmm. Y- yeah, I, there's a few. There's a few on the list. Um, but I, as the older I get, the more I think about it, the less likely. Um, <laughs> um, well, in a perfect scenario, in your in your head, what you think is your prime versus yeah. their prime, right? Who Who would you think? See, uh, that's ooh, that's like good. video game scenario type thing, right? Video game scenario. Yeah. Um, I always want to say, uh, probably my perfect one because I emulate the heels that work with them and he works so well with them. Okay. So, uh, I would say Steamboat would probably be the more, uh, the older I get, the more I look at Steamboat stuff and the more I want to go that way with that because, gotcha. uh, that dude can make a heel look like a million dollars, like a, like a right. dirty, dirty son of a gun. Right. But then get himself over at the same time. Of course. And I would say that, like, 
Now, like years ago, it was Benoit because I was a huge Benoit fan and all this stuff. And I'm right. like, yes, I'm a fan because I enjoy working that style. Do I want someone working the same style as me? Probably not because then that's just the it doesn't look it clashes. It's sort of like the two big man syndrome. It looks right. good on paper, but actually in the ring, it doesn't. It's, always It's work not out. always great, yeah. right? It's yeah. never that great. I know. So then I think about. Um, like, I, I loved Kabashi, I loved Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, nice. stuff like that. Right. But then I think, if I was going to work those guys, which would be awesome, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, it would be awesome. The thing is that they're just going to beat me up. It's not going to be <laughs> me working their style against them. Right. So, I keep watching a ton of Ricky stuff lately. And oh, I've been nice. watching the stuff from his uh, All Japan run. Okay. So, there's a couple matches he's had with Flair and Onida. That are just just mm. killer ma- like killer matches, um, uh, him against Tully at NWA. It's just it's such a great balance of styles, and you're seeing this now. And I don't know if you've noticed it, but lately you'll see this in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the independent scene does everything exactly the same. Right. They all do the same spots. They work the same way. They're all very, very smooth. There's mm-hmm. nothing gritty or rough about it. Right. And then either they're too stiff, like they're reckless, or it's all dancey and flowy and doesn't look good anyways. Gotcha. So a lot of skippy, you watch how they run. It's like you're not hitting those ropes like you oh, want to hit someone. Oh, yes. You're yeah, just yeah. skipping into the ropes. I just say it looks more like a ballet. It looks like a ballet. Right. And I, I'm all about like hit those ropes like you want to come off like a freight train. Right. So um, these kids nowadays are doing this um, uh, style, like these styles. But then you're seeing this in WWE. Uh, Alexander, jo- uh, not Joshua Alexander, he's great. Um, Cedric, Cedric, Cedric Alexander, Alexander. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Cedric Alexander, who's awesome. Yeah. He has this match against uh, Oni Lorcan. Yeah. Biff Busick. And yes. Biff, and the two of them are awesome. Yeah, but I saw that match. Their match they're talking about is very grindy, very grapply. And then Walter versus Dunn, grapply, very grindy, very yeah. gritty, not pretty. Um, but it's the whole match. So what you're seeing is now they're starting to switch one style mm. to the other style. Right. But the thing is, you got to find the middle. I think so. And that's why I love anything like by uh, Shawn Michaels or even uh, Brett. Brett kind of went yes. grapply, but Austin, still. Yeah. And a lot Austin, back when he was studying Steve. Yes. Uh, or Rick Rude or Tully Blanchard, yeah, Arn Anderson, one, sure. Ric Flair, all these guys. Right down the middle. Right. A lot of like gritty style wrestling, mm. but then hitting those ropes all the time. Right. So very Southern style with uh, based with a lot of strikes. Mm. So, uh, and um, English style grappling. So like, I'm telling you right now, like they had it right in NWA back in the day. Mm. It was just way before it's time. Because right. if you watch that stuff now... I can't, I, I can't sit through it anymore. Really? I really can't. Like, I think like, I could go as far back as, I guess, now, the beginning of the Attitude Era. Because before that, it was the, the cartoonish where everyone yeah. had a job, right? Yeah. And then before that, it was like how you said, the I guess from WrestleMania 1 to 3, it was more of the wrestler wrestler. Yes. And then before that, it was just like... I'm sorry to say, like, wrist locks and head yes. locks, right? And that's mm-hmm. about it. No, nothing flashy, no nothing. And then... So there, now, if you, know, man. you look in the middle... I'll send you some links. Please. You look in the middle, and you'll see some stuff, but you have to dig it out there, because you're right. There is a lot of stuff where they do a lot of holes, and it's very boring, and it's very... But I love Bob Ackland, so... 
See, you'd like this. You know what I mean? I think you'll be all right with this. Bob Ackland, by the way, is an amazing... How amazing is Bob Ackland? Even to the state. Did you see that video that went yes, viral? Yes, of course. Of him doing that head, whatever, head push insane. up or whatever the hell he's he was. He's insane. Like, how, how can a man at that age... But that's, that's the amateur in them. Amateur wrestlers are built like that. That's They're just true, built too. to be machines for the rest of their lives. Yeah, because you're brought up that way. You're brought up that way. That's so true. It's beat into you, <laughs> which is awesome. Oh, my God. Okay, so I have here... You've wrestled some pretty big names now, today. Mm-hmm. That was in Ring of Honor at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw a couple of these names in. And Go ahead. Let's see if you... Well, obviously, wrestling them, you knew they were going to be big. But did you think they were going to be this big? Tyler Black. Seth Rollins, obviously. I knew he was going to be... I knew he was going to do... do did you do think he was going to be things. the man, though? No idea. Okay, see. No idea. <laughs> I had no idea. And then we're watching WrestleMania, me and my son... Uh, my wife is in and out with it. She doesn't care that right. much. But she's trying to be supportive. Sure, yeah, yeah. So me and the boy are watching this thing. And <coughs> in my head, I don't say anything to anybody, but he wins that title from Brock, the right. only human being <laughs> to be able to put the guy away. And then I'm like, hot damn it. I wrestled that guy more than once. Right. Which is weird. you know. And we've had great matches. One of those matches, I called it all. Wow. He was having like a like an off day, so I'm like, right. hey, and let me I'll, let me put it together. I'll, let's do this thing because I know your stuff. You just I'll oh, that's true too. If, if, yeah. you, if you know the guy and you know yeah. his, his stick, so to speak, then yeah, it's easy to yeah, put something real together. Easy. Oh my god! Okay, here's another one: Tommaso Ciampa. How, now, Tommaso, I knew was going to do um, well on the cruiserweight thing. I, I had no idea, no idea. Tommaso would be the absolute right. man in it. I think he's. Right now, well, barring the injury, injuries, yes, one of the best brilliant. heels right now, Go absolutely ahead. brilliant. And all of wrestling, I don't care, independent, main scene doesn't matter. He he's, and he's always been that way. He's yes. always had that kind of uh, grit to him. That's that grit that I like his style too. Yes, I've seen him live too, and he's awesome. awesome. He I is. remember we did a show one time together, and we're just chuckling back and forth. And it was a tournament down in Southern Illinois for oh, Proving wow. Ground Pro Wrestling. And these okay. guys down there are good old kind of Southern boy kind of <laughs> like, and they're amazing. Just great guys to work for. And they right. always had this tournament for, uh, it's called the Buckley Tournament, oh, for wow. their friend that was a veteran, like a war veteran. Mm. Um, and uh, they did this in his name. And it was just a great, and we wanted to put on great stuff. And the crowds weren't. Massive, but these boys just wanted to have a good time in right. honor of their friend. Of course, makes sense. And so we had this tournament, and I went out there with, uh, oh man, I forget his name. Some uh, he's a big dude. He, I think he's retired since, but his name was Judge, and he was like, he was he was a big dude, mm. and he dropped me on my head right away, like <laughs> gave me a suplex and dropped me right on my brain. So I'm oh, like, no. and then I, as I got up, I'm like, this is the day we're gonna have today. <laughs> so then it just got it was aggressive, and right. I once I. Got my senses back. It was like, it was fine. Right. But then I came to the back and then Champa looks at me. He's like, brother, really? We're having this day? You said we're going to go easy and you went out there and did that? I'm like, the man just put me completely on my head. Right. I said, it just kind of switched the switched it up a bit. Wow. And then he went out there and then he 
gave uh, that guy, Judge Beat Me, mm. and they wanted to make that a big surprise, and then Judge Beats Me, and then Champa works him later, and Champa gives him a brain buster on a folding chair oh on the outside. God. So he's on the outside, wow. the kid gets out of the way, he brain busters him on the chair, and then he comes to the back, I'm like, you can't say anything <laughs> to me ever. So this kind of relationship. Yeah, was crazy, man. Yeah, just crazy, right? And like, if I if it looked like I won up them, then he's gonna brainbuster a dude on a chair. So right. like, this is our relationship, I guess. See, but but that's what we, you were just talking about earlier. You imagine you and Champ. Well, not imagine. It's there is matches out there. You and Champ, but mm. because he's so crazy and you're so technical, yes. it works. It works. Now I saw him live against Eddie Kingston. Oh my God! What a train wreck! Well, yeah, really? It was good match. Yes, but it was. I think it was a hardcore match to boot. So. Those, Eddie those guys almost killed each other, man. Eddie Kingston's know, insane. Man. Yeah, because I went, I went to Chicago and had a match with Eddie Kingston, and I love, I love the King, man. Right. I love King, and so me and him were working. I get to AAW, uh, and then he goes, "Okay, uh, so this is when uh, we'll get out the guardrail." I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> oh my God. wait, what's going on here? I thought we're, what are we doing here?" And he's like, well, "This blow off match we're having is a hardcore match." I'm like. Danny Daniels tells me nothing. I had no idea I was coming down here to do this stuff. And then he goes, yeah, man, we're going to do this. And then so at first I'm like rolling my eyes. I'm like, technical guy wants to wrestle. And like, (laughs) Eddie can wrestle. He's a great wrestler. Right. Right? Everybody, because he's a brawler, thinks he just brawls. That dude can wrestle. So I thought we're going to wrestle a bit. Turn into like... um, uh, A hardcore match. He puts out tacks. Uh, I like off the hop, he chopped me a, a billion times, we yeah. did, which was awesome. Uh, and then we got to the spot where he puts out tax and then he gets up on the top and then I, I slick through and I'm about to powerbomb onto these tacks right. and then I go and I'm looking up at him. I say, Hey man, I love you. He's like, <laughs> fuck you. Just do it. That's what he says to me. I'm like, all right. How could you not? He's just, he's, that kind of guy is just, he's just, wow. he was in it just a, in the mode, in the zone, <laughs> and you know what? It was one of like one of my favorite matches from AAW. Wow, I had so much fun. And again, because you don't have the same styles, don't have the same style. That's why, like, it, it is. It's perfect. Like when they say styles clash, no, that's what makes good. Matches. No, it makes great wrestling. It's when uh, styles are too similar. Does it so ever? It's does true. it ever hurt? No, it's so true. hurt and hinder. Okay, so you have your wrestling school all set mm-hmm. up. Everything's good to go. Is that going to be your? Out out of wrestling once you're done wrestling, or because I have here that you acted in 2003 in a movie. I did a couple of things. Yeah, I've done a few things. Now this, I did a, a terrible B film. Okay, not terrible <laughs> to those who made this film. I love you. Okay, of course. Um, but I made a film <laughs> about zombie wrestling. That's a zombie beach party. Zombie beach party. Okay, it's That's a B-rated horror film. Okay, okay, it's meant to be cheesy. It's about wrestling uh, zombies. Wrestlers wrestling zombies, zombies being wrestlers, all this oh stuff. God. And I was uh, I was a zombie. <laughs> and I was also the stunt double for one of the oh, luchadors. Oh, so nice. I think it's the guy in the blue mask. I forget what my name was. <laughs> but I was that guy too. And so oh, wow. I did these two. Uh, I did a role in that. Mm-hmm. It's always great experiences, right? Of Even if you're not getting paid a ton of money, it's just about a great experience. So from there, I went to Kenny versus Penny. I did Kenny versus Spenny. Oh, you were on there too. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I was on Kenny versus Spenny. Uh, um, I was helping Spenny coach. Coach Spenny ended up becoming a professional wrestler. Okay. And then at the end of it, I beat him up because that's what we do. 
Of course. So we lost. Um, <laughs> and then the latest thing is, uh, which is a great program from mm-hmm. Viceland, is called uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Thank you. I was going to bring this up next. Yeah. Perfect. You're the Segway King today. Segway King. On top of it. Perfect. Yeah. I actually saw two episodes because we're in Canada. Yes. And we don't get it. Yeah, I know. Only I know. on YouTube. And only two episodes. The Bret Hart episode, oddly yes. enough, is the one that's not on YouTube. Which blows my mind. Thank you, right? I, thanks, thanks, Viceland. Come on now. So yeah, I watched the other two, the Brody one, the Brody and, one, uh, which is the, the pilot Macho Man one. Now the pi- that's the pilot one. Oh, but the the Brody one's the pilot, okay, and okay. I was in the pilot one. Oh, so what were you one of the stunt doubles? I am oh. uh, Dirty Dutch Mantel. Shut up. Yeah. So anybody in the cowboy hat and stuff, that's yeah, me. That was my you? giant beard. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So and just a great experience. <laughs> and then when you see it, when you're there and you're in it. Mm. You're like, what? Like, it just doesn't look like it's nothing looks the same. But once of they course. get their artistic touches oh, the editing. and editing and stuff, bro, that thing magic. is magic. And I, I can't thank those guys enough. Like, I loved it. And I just, not even if anybody knows that who I am in right. there or anything like that, but the fact that I got to be a part of something so freaking cool. That is. Talking about Brody's story and stuff like that. See, I, again, I didn't know Brody's story. No way. Right? See? Look, I, I knew it from, I guess, listening to wrestling podcasts from Stone Cold and this, this, and that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know, like, I never went back, because I'm not a big historian, again. Right, right. Memory issues and stuff, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to retain it anyways. But, like I said, I've watched every WrestleMania, but I can't name you one WrestleMania main event. Gotcha. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, whatever. It gotcha. is what it is. So I've never, I know Brody died in Puerto Rico and I know he was mm-hmm. a huge star in Japan and in, in the Caribbean scene, right? Yeah. But again, I didn't see him in WWE. So to me, he was sort of like Ric Flair. Makes sense. I was a Hogan guy growing up. Right. I was in a wall. Well, Ultimate makes Warrior, whatever, same shit. But I was yeah, WWE yeah. versus WCW. So I never knew the story. And to sit there and watch, and I was like, this actually fucking happened. Like I've heard mm-hmm. the stories of the spitting and the stone throwing. And yeah. I'm like, wow. Like, I wish I went to a show like that, believe it or not. Not to throw shit, but to be in that atmosphere. Brother of reality. Now, uh, Dutch um, has caused so many riots. I don't know who caused the more riots in Puerto Rico, but they used to riot people so bad that if you ever watch Puerto Rican wrestling Mm -hmm. now or even back in the day... They started, so you could be in this, uh, like, say like an arena, right? right? So you're at ACC, right. uh, nobody's on the floor. Okay. You're only allowed up in the stands. Oh, So it looks gotcha. weird. So there's there's ones where you'll see it, and it's a soccer field, and you like, there's not a lot of people there. Right. No, they're there. Okay. There's like 30 So you know what it's like? People. It's like, well, again, you're Canadian, so you must enjoy hockey. It's like the outdoor games. Right? right, so they're just the ice rink is in the middle, but everyone else is just everybody's the, okay. on the stands. Understood. And that's okay, the deal is they're um, they're they're supposed to stay as far away from the wrestling action as possible because mm. it used to be right up on the ring, okay. and then there used to be chaos. Oh my god! So you imagine guys getting back to back, heel and face. They just wrestled and stuff like that, and right. then they have to go back to back to like fight, like actually punch and straight up kick <laughs> their way to the back. You know what I mean? That's People crazy. are just not only punching and kicking, but clawing and trying to bite you and stuff. Like, right. just viciousness. Just yeah. savage type mater- uh, like behavior because they're so wound up. That's so crazy. Yeah. I, I Listen, I mean, uh, I talked to Carino about it, but never in the presence of his wife because she gets super heated. Oh, no. Me and my fiance, uh, or my wife at the time, she's my fiance uh, at the time, I mean. Right. Um, and Steve Carino's wife was at... Uh, the Brampton, the Mississauga uh, Tiger Fest. Okay. 
Tiger Fest, and they right. have it's all about the tigers. Tiger Jeet Singh and his son right. Ali Singh. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. About. Yeah, yeah. It's always aired on CP24. Here. Yeah, they always cover it. It's a huge deal. Huge and he always deal. wears his WWE title and wears shit. his stuff. Wears his shit. Comes out with yes. his grand entrance. Well, I'm I'm the like I'm the antagonist in that whole thing. Oh, wow. And when they used to do these shows, okay, I would be the antagonist, right? Uh, and then they would have like some big guys for them to wrestle. Sure enough, do we not? Me and Steve, one year with Ryan. It's me, Steve, Rhino. Okay. And oh, I don't know. There's somebody else. Right. And do we not cause a riot? Like those those uh, Indian people. Right. Um, start ripping at me, like oh, no. try, tearing my clothes and everything. And like Steve's, like, like we're almost going, like we gotta get out of town, everybody. <laughs> And we had to get out of there. Like, it was at the end of the uh, match. Right. And then we're beating on uh, the Tigers. And then we, we said, I, they're just, they're jumping over. Oh there's God. cans, there's rocks and everything flying at right. us. And then Steve, I look at Steve, my brother, they've got to, <laughs> they got to turn it around now. They yeah. they got to <laughs> fire back or yeah. we're dead. Oh and then he's like. Like Tyson, get on it, get on it. Tell it like you were just communicating. Like we gotta, we gotta oh switch this. Oh my god! Because we're about to die. We're about to die <laughs> in a peaceful country Jesus. because we have riled these people up so badly. And, yeah. Oh my god. And so me and Steve talk about it every once in a while. Uh, like I did it once in the presence of his <laughs> wife, and he's like, "Don't, don't talk." Oh, about she doesn't it. like that. Don't eh? no, because like she was there. Oh, my, my, because it could have legitimately. We gone were watching. They were watching, and it oh, was going god. sideways. It was going sideways. I'm like, for a minute though, it never brought me closer to Steve. And like a, a real brotherhood moment. Like, right. man, we almost died today. <laughs> it's like going to war. You, you know, know you're always going to be friends. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, you're, you'll never forget that. You'll story. drink a beer together and never say a word to each other because you just know <laughs> what you just went through. But I'm telling you, like, I don't get scared very often. Right. Like, uh, I've been in some kind of shady hairy situations right. and i've like oh you know i've kind of like kind of like had a minute there where i'm like well that's that was something but i've never had it to the point where i'm like this is not a good day <laughs> there are this is a good day but this could turn into a real wow. bad day i can't so believe you, there's still places like that brother and you can do it. You just got to be committed, and you legitimately got to believe it. If you shit on them enough, or you shit on their, their, I guess, their favorite person mm-hmm. of all time, because that's mm-hmm. what it is. And it's not even their favorite wrestler. This is their favorite human being. Yeah, they're like, superheroes. You know I mean? They're like yes, like exactly, people. exactly. They're like and royalty those, in that. And town. those guys, and those guys play that uh, part, and they oh, they, they sell, it. and they know. Of course, they're so they know. Good at it. Right? It they're so super good at it. So oh my god. god. So hats out to them. Yeah, that. Like I think that was the last. I think that was the last Tiger Fest. I don't think it shut down because of that. But they've they've since stopped doing the Tiger Fest thing, right. and maybe for the better because I don't like. I'm still yeah. young enough. I don't want to. I don't want to do it or die. But I will try. I will try to riot them every time. <laughs> but that's Puerto Rico. So Puerto Rico, yes, crazy. Puerto Rico. Like, they push them all to the stands. They're not allowed on the floor because guys would like have to almost fight their way back. That's that crazy. used to be the scene. Like, I didn't know, like, that, the one comment, I can't remember which wrestler it was, I don't know if it was Dutch or, or was it uh, Tony Atlas, maybe it was Tony Atlas, where the, he said people pissed in bottles and yep. threw it at them. I, was like, I had one can of, that's disgusting. I had one can of piss oh, thrown at me once. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I've really made it. I've gone, you, you know, know what? I guess that's one way of looking at it, right? 
I've really made it. I'm a real heel. <laughs> it's a true. I really am. But how good was uh, the Macho Man one? See, Just, I didn't enjoy that one as much because I knew everything already. Right. Because, again, that that was my thing. Like, again, WrestleMania 4. That's yep. when Macho Man ascended to this peak. So yep. I saw the whole Mega Powers thing. Yes. I saw everything transpire. Him going to WCW. I knew all the background story. I knew <laughs> everything about Lex Luger, all that shit. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it was more of a rehashing. But the Brody, I was... Oh, the Brody one's it. awesome. I love the Macho one because I love hearing other people's um, oh, their, their stories about them. And I right. love them all talking about I like about Linda's it. take on it, believe yes. it or not. That was intriguing. Not like bad, right? Yeah. So it's very, uh, and he's very eccentric and weird, and his voice was always like that, and like everybody was like on this, uh, like that are they're uh, filming for it or they're doing the interviews. They're all trying to talk like him, and I love it. You know, like, you <laughs> everyone, know everyone has a Macho Man impression. Right? Everybody has it. Everybody. Mine's the worst. You know what I mean? So I never pull it out. <laughs> right. I would never bust it. I yeah. think it's him and, and Dusty Rhodes. Everyone imitates, right? Those oh, I do. Ones. I do Dusty Rhodes. I, like uh, I say it all the time. I I love doing that bi- that top bionic elbow that he does, the elbow. Right. And I always do in ring. So this is, you'll know this now. Every time I do that elbow, I go if you will, like <laughs> Dusty Rhodes would. So I'm always That's like awesome. if you will. <laughs> that is so awesome. Say, if you will elbow. Well, speaking of uh, seeing you live, I saw you live at Smash. Mm-hmm. And okay, I've seen you wrestle on TV. But to see you live, mm. the intensity, the the facial expressions, everything about that match, you you went up against Jay Freddy. A good guy. And I'm sorry to say, Jay, I've never seen any of your matches. I never heard of you before until I saw Smash. Now I'm a huge fan, obviously. Well, there you go. But oh my god, what a match. Like awesome. I honestly did not know which way it was gonna swing either way. That's awesome. The, the storytelling was awesome, everything to the end. I sort of had a feeling it was gonna end in submission in one way or another, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I didn't know who was gonna win it with. Right. And that crate what do you call that? That cradle Boston Crab? What the hell is that? I just called? I threw that out there and I, I threw it up online and I've always had the name for it, but then I just um I wanted to see people's reaction to it. I right. didn't know it was gonna catch that much steam. So I put it up on it's Twitter. A very the, good looking finishing. It, it's nasty, right? It is. I like it's it. It's nasty to hold up. It looks believable. And again, with me loving MMA, I like more the moves that look believable. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's me why too. I'm a huge Brock Lesnar fan. Uh, Not, me too. Because he sells and he's technical. He gives a draw. Well, obviously that uh, alone, but I'm, like, you know what I mean? And that's where the guys I like. And the whole Ronda Rousey, I'm still on the fence. Mm. With her, like, I understand, like, she's maybe leaps and bounds. I guess, you'll probably could contest to this. Leaps and bounds ahead of, I guess, just someone who just walked in the door, like how she did. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, everyone knows why she's there. It's her name behind it. Yeah. But again, I, I don't know. Coming from the MMA world, she still looks a bit, I, I don't know. I'm more of the flu, like we talked about this too, the fluidity. Yes. A bit making it rough, but look believable at yes. the same time. Right? Yes. And that's yes, what yes. I'm all, I, I can't, I could buy my eye on a lot of things. Yes. But I, I can't buy my own that. I'm like... Yeah, I'm not... I'm not John in. Cena's STFU, like the same thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm on the Steve Austin boat, like, clinch that. Like, I'm sorry, I as understand. a fan, I don't like to see that... Li- that that all that air? Daylight, as and we call it. leading it all back together to put it back in a nice big bowl. With your cradle, mm. it, like, it, it looked like it hurt. Yeah, it, <laughs> right? it's tight. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a real ba- a real balancing act to get them in there and not bend them to pieces. Right. Um. I call it last link in the chain. And the only reason I call it last link in the chain is I'm a chain wrestler. So the idea is you're always chain wrestling. And so that's the last thing. So, because you're not going anywhere after you get in that thing. Um, Just before we go any further, you were just saying, uh, like, I just had this conversation again. This is another one that's come up. 
we were talking about draws. Nobody in professional wrestling anymore is a draw because, and it's not because we're not. It's it's not because of anybody's fault. Okay. Uh, wrestling is about the spectacle now, right? It's all about the big grandiose uh, fireworks, all this That's stuff. True. There is no draw. There's nobody that draws money, and the reason why is because we're all internet. Like you don't need to be. Oh, you don't need to even watch so TV, right? Like. This is how bad it is. Back in the day, when we were kids, if you wanted to go see Andre the Giant, mm. you had to go see Andre the Giant. And I did. I did. I went. I watched Andre and Jake uh, in Moncton, where I grew oh, up in New Brunswick. Nice so we match. drove two hours, me and my dad. I was 12 years old, just to go. watch Andre and Jake wrestle. Oh, wow. It was awesome. awesome. Yeah, it was course. during the thing where Jay, uh, like Andre's almost done. He's crippled up, but he right. had, uh, Jake and the snake, he was scared of the snake. Oh, that's right. That was right. like his last big angle he That had, was his right? last angle. Yeah. Right? So uh, that wow. filled that Moncton Coliseum. It filled it. Mm. Like there was, uh, we were at the top. We're at the nosebleed section. Uh, and that was one of those moments where it's like, that was, that's a draw. That right there. Because right. I remember going back just before I started um, wrestling school. And I watched another one, and it was nowhere near the same. They had Degeneration X and all these guys there, right, yeah. but it's not—it's not the same. No, and the reason is—is TV, cable TV, has mm-hmm. made it so accessible. And now, past cable TV, which cable TV would make you a little bit of a draw, you'd still maybe go out and see them live. Right. Now you have internet; you don't yeah. even watch TV. It's true. You're—you have no attention span to even watch it, so you just watch the highlights of it and you gift it. So now people don't even don't even have to see any of it. It's true. really so. Um, the idea of someone like someone going like, "I want to go see that." The only thing that's still a draw really is music, because there's something about live yeah. music, kinda right. Yeah, that's true. If you're going to look at like real, real draws, either that or comedy. Like yeah, Kevin Hart's the same oh, way, yeah. right? Exactly. Like if you had like Russell people want to go see Canada, it. yes, right? Yeah. But I will say, and you hit it on the money. Like you said, that Brock Lesnar's a draw. He's the only human being that people will still go out and see because they just want to see what kind of carnage that guy is going to be up right. to. So they're the only guys that like he goes to WWE. Money goes through the roof. He goes back to UFC because uh, UFCs. I don't know. Like you're more into it's, it. They're on defense now. They're, they're teasing him and Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight championship. Right. Dana White saying he hasn't talked to I guess Brock's team mm-hmm. and whoever his management team is. But are they saying that because that's what they said the last time? And everyone knows supposedly Brock's been clean because now he's being tested, tested over and over again. So by USADA. So. Like, that's obviously right there a tell sign. Mm-hmm. And he signed under UFC. It's not like he's going to go fight for Bellator or anyone else. Right. So are they just trying to keep it a secret? I don't know. And think about it. Or is there leverage by Brock? That's the other thing. I think so. And then think about it right here is Brock can leverage because uh, only right now, uh, humbly speaking, because I'm not uh, always, I don't watch that much MMA as I used to. Right. But McGregor and Brock are the real draws. And Ronda at the time. And Ronda at the time. But that's, that was it. That was it. GSP too. GSP, But that's yeah. going a bit that's going more back. back. But in that's the current system? In the current not system. Not even John Jones, I'm sorry to say. Is a no, not at all. No? Nope. Not at all. No, nope. like there's a lot of people that are on the fence about him because he, we've had so many like issues with him. His news is more of a draw than actually seeing Without a doubt. Without that, a doubt. Crazy. Well, that last fight was ridiculous where they had to switch it. And pull it to the, like because of the drugs and all the testing and all right. that stuff. I'm like, that's ridiculous. That's ludicrous. Yeah. So 
you you say that <laughs> like you you uh, like you see like people see that prima donna type attitude right you know the only, in boxing it's the same thing like yeah. mayweather and uh canelo are the only draws in boxing right now yeah nobody else is really a mega draw unless you're a fan but unless you're and we're talking about uh not the everyday subscriber or exactly you know what i mean yes yes i know people who like dip in and out of wwe and when they hear lesnar's back they'll start watching it again and that's exactly what what i'm saying that's exactly what what we're talking about i'm not saying diehards will always be there forever without a doubt yeah they're the guys that make their paychecks happen. Yeah. But I'm talking about the casuals. Like, Mike Tyson comes back. You know people are going to watch. Of course. Never watched boxing before, but they're going to watch because they know of Iron Mike. Yeah. So, uh, Iron Mike, of course, has always been a draw. You know? So, these people are the ones that actually pull money into the system. Right. Not just working for a paycheck in the system. Yeah. And like, and it's nobody's fault nowadays. It's not John Cena's fault. It's not any of these guys' fault that uh, have steadied the course and have done well for the company mm. and going further. Uh, and they should like the pressure that they put down on themselves. They really shouldn't because it's not about that. Right. It's the fact that technology has made the idea of a draw almost impossible. It's true. Like yeah. now, when I when I look, if I want to go see something live, mm. I look at everybody. If there's someone I either know or have watched or I care about in every match, I'm sold. That's yeah, it. right. It doesn't matter. It right. could be all, as they say, curtain jerkers or mid-carders. I don't care. As right. long as I know the person, I know it's going to be a decent match and it's going to be a good card. Right. That's all that matters. Yeah, see, that's, see that works. See, that's the way it works, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how it is. So, again, I don't know. I guess that's where Smash does a good job because unlike other independent wrestlers where they bring in that one name to meet yes. an event... And then that's it. And then you have a bunch of guys that are either green, are coming out of a school, or just need exposure and no one knows about. Mm-hmm. And they're getting those eyes because of the main event, which is also, I think, a good thing in a way f- yes. for the performer. But at the same time, for the viewer, I guess it's not really that fair, right? It's and that's of, why I love Smash. And it's very repetitive. And it's that, very repetitive. And thank you. you. That's that the other lot. thing. And you, you can't be repetitive with independent because you have the I same audience, so. right? You have the same audience, you have a very core group, and then you want to bring yeah. other people in, but no one's going to get excited and come say, hey, you should come watch the show, mm. if they're just spilling out, rehashing the same stuff every time. Right. It's just it's just funny how, like, and a lot of people even don't even catch on to it. Like, even the hardcore is like, mm. they just go because they want to go. But then, if you really think about it, they might be excited and bring more people in if something made them excited. True. Right. But, See, but that's where I think storytelling is important. A lot oh, of people do don't too. like the story. But I mean like even the segments in between, like the mic, so to speak, time and the promos. Yep. Versus where it's straightforward match after match after. Because now it feels like an MMA event. I, there's nothing to string along. Like, yes. Yeah, I saw a spectacle. Yeah, I saw a few dives outside the ring. Great. I'm satisfied, But I'm not satisfied on the inside. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. It's sort of, yeah. and again, that's what Smash did good as well yes so and that's why like i'll bring it up my wife she loved it like she's a new fan now of smash she's like this is the favorite my favorite wrestling event i've ever seen live that's awesome by the way so that's pretty awesome. you know what i mean and yeah. we've been to some events right mm-hmm. so it goes to show the storytelling and both a little bit of both right you gotta have it you have to have the whole thing it's a, like a so. circus you really need to have every part of the show or it just is not gonna work it isn't no, gonna work it's not no it's so true okay you have a lot of tattoos on your body yes do you have any that you regret I was like asking this to people have tattoos. Oh, yeah. You know what? I have not. All of these ones are super sentimental. Okay, like, perfect. See, this is like I would never get a tattoo. My dad. And now listen to this. <laughs> my dad. God rest his heart. Like, he, okay. like he's uh, he's been gone a couple years now. But my father um, said 
because at 18, I said, Dad, I'm going to go get a tattoo. Okay. He goes, oh, yes, son, what you going to get? And I said, I think I'm going to get, uh, like, a Superman, I don't know what it was at the time. I'm going to say Superman logo, because sure. why not? He says, oh, why are you getting that? I no, I think it's cool. I think it will look really cool. He goes, oh, yeah, because uh, that's going to be cool in a year, you think? What do you think when you're 30? He says, I, he says, if you're going to get a tattoo, my dad was a religious man, okay. which he didn't judge me, didn't say no. Right. He says, well, think about it, son. If you're going to do uh, put ink on your body, if you're going to put something on there, it's going to last a lifetime. Right. So you're going to grow up, and things are going to change, and things are going to move, and stuff like that. And if it doesn't mean anything to you, mm-hmm. if you're just putting it up there to put it up there, he says, I'll go buy you some stickers. You can stick them Smart on. Man. You, can, you can stick <laughs> them wherever you want. On your yeah. body, on the on the fridge, wherever you want. That's true. Talking to an eighteen year old like this, like right. he's a child. Yeah, yeah. And then straight up got me like, oh god, I am being a giant baby about this. Okay. So I never did. I got my first tattoo on my arm, um, the tree. Okay. Uh, now I'm a Viking at heart, so it's like the tree of life, uh, the Viking one. Sure. Uh, and it is my father. It's an oak tree. Okay. My dad is an oak, right? Gotcha. From the Tombstone movies. Have you caught that reference, anybody? <laughs> uh, one side is winter because my oldest is born in the winter and his initial A is in the roots. Oh, wow. And yeah. the summer side is uh, summer side scene and that's E because Ethan was born in the Look summer. Okay, see, so, so there's lots. That. Yeah. yeah, and that's after my dad passed. Detail. And I got it for him, like, it's my, it's my old man. Okay. So that I thought, you know what, I'm going to get it, but this is why it means so much, and then I finally got it. Right. I understand what you were saying. Right. Now, on my other arm is, I got uh, a dragon, I got a horse, and then a gorilla. Wow. And the, they're Chinese zodiac. Okay. So it's my children. Again. So, so right. It's my kids. So uh, you're the dragon, you're the horse, you're the monkey. Gotcha. Oh, that's so and they're cool. a little bit more fierce. I made right. a grill instead of monkey to make it more fierce. We have right. one more, last one, thank God. <laughs> last one on the way. <laughs> and it's going to be you're the pig, so we're going to put a really rad uh, warthog on there. I was going to say warthog or some crazy Dogs. boar from the mythology area. Yes. Or something yeah, something yeah, yeah. fierce, something tough, because i got all men in my house kind right. of deal. And then my, on my chest is the the only one, uh, I don't regret it at all, but it's the only thing for me. Oh, I got okay. it for me. So it's um, a lucha mask, a wrestling mask, and it's tearing apart, and there's a skull behind it because mm-hmm. I live and die by this. I live and by, die by this wrestling thing. And then in it is all the, uh, the gears and cogs. So it's a wrestling machine. It's oh. my whole, this might have been my, this, so it's me. Okay. Basically, it's me. And my passion and my drive and stuff like that. So right. I do not regret anything. Okay, so perfect. You're smart. You didn't get anything in a drunken stupor well, or nothing like you that. You know, I have not got any maple leaf tattoos. <laughs> right, or, I am Canadian. Right. Or... <laughs> you know what? What's what's up? Not, I, like, I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> Go <but> for it. <laughs> if, you, if you are out there and you put a maple leaf oh. on your arm oh. because you just want to say that you're Canadian. Like, I don't understand this... This weird uh, sense of <laughs> obsession of being, um, what, what's the term? Is it nationalist? I think so. Okay, yeah. Is it a national? I don't know. I don't man. know. Does that seem too harsh? Like it's something country like a... Pride? I don't I, country pride? Because the Americans, they're all, every American has the flagpole on oh, the porch. without like, a doubt. You know and I mean? there's like, like tattoos like, living, these colors don't bleed. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Bald eagle they, or something, they, drinking a beer. Yeah. And like, to me, <laughs> in my head is like... You, I, you're not, you, I get it. You want to be proud. Like, right. it's like, it's like watching the Olympics. The thing is, 
I don't watch the Olympics to see Canada win. Yeah. I don't see. I don't want to look at medal count. I don't care about that. You want to see what I want to see is the great athletes converging together to see who number one is. Right. Right in their sport, their division. Right. So when you have <laughs> all these countries and these people at work, you go to work and they're super pissed. Because Canada didn't win, didn't win in speed skating. I don't get that. Canada either. didn't win it at track and field. And like, it's, you're just, you don't even know these people. Yeah. And these are invisible lines uh, where people should roam freely, in my opinion, so in too. my wholehearted opinion. Uh, the uh, We're globally so in touch now, <laughs> but we're out of touch. Because honestly, just like, just because I'm Canadian... Right, I, and we have a system and stuff, and I get it. It's because of money and stuff. But if um, the states is only guarded by an invisible line, dude, nobody has except us. Right, it's 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 I just know. North America. It's true, and even then, it's just a plot of land. Yeah, right. So, Absolutely. in my opinion, to get all wound up and to hate people, I know I never because you know like. It. The whole stuff. Trump thing, hating like 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 maybe he doesn't. I'm not. I'm not speculating. Don't shit on me, everybody. <laughs> allegedly, that's the allegedly. safe word in podcast. There we go. There we go. <laughs> allegedly, if you if you hate Mexican people, yeah. right? And like, why? Why do you hate people? And like he's saying, it's all drugs and drug trade and stuff. Like, well, <sighs> let's think about all the millions of great things these people yep. do, and what a great, beautiful culture and country they have, yep. and all the uh, all the business that we spend going there to relax mm-hmm. and take some time right? and stuff like that. And like, it's back and forth, and it should be a good trade system. Like, it just. It boggles my mind that we're still in 2019 mm, and we still have invisible borders and everybody is insane. I think I everybody's insane. I think so. Yeah, that's what I There's something in the water. I, I don't know mm. what it is, but something's going on out there that I don't know if it's the government or if it's... The, you know what a lot of people are saying? <laughs> Give it to me. Here, Give it to me. Conspiracy theory. I lo- hey, by the way, I love conspiracy oh, so theories. Do I. So Perfect, but, but not crazy ones like flat earth shit. Like, no, I love to, like something. I love them all. To me, a good conspiracy theory has to have a, a motive and an end game. Yes. Like, yeah, know, yeah, okay. yeah. So, fuck, what was I talking about again? You were talking about, you were about to talk about one of them. A conspiracy theory. Why, about, why was I bringing it up? What were we talking about? We are talking about, uh, <laughs> like, invisible walls and, like, countries and stuff like that. Man, I don't fucking remember now. You really? This is how sometimes I just, it just, just away? drops out of my head, man. Seriously. You'll probably think about it again, but I'll <laughs> tell you about this flat earth thing is... <laughs> It's whole, I watched okay. the documentary on Netflix about the. Oh, you saw that one? I'm scared to watch it. I don't, Dude, watch it. it. I get, I get angry. <laughs> I hate stupid people. I'm sorry because you, you can't be stupid. You can't. You so, can't. So I'm, you know what? Instead oh. of fighting it, just laugh at it. I, I, I guess my favorite my favorite movie in the world is, um, and you'll probably like this because you're kind of like that. Though I could tell from that last statement is like watch. Um, um, Mad Max Fury Road. I've watched that about a billion times. Uh, what the movie? Mad yeah. Max. Mad Max Fury Road. The most recent one with uh, yeah, Hardy. yeah, yeah. I, I don't really Tom Hardy. It. I don't know. It's not my like, cup of tea. I, dude, I, everyone yeah. loves it. I don't. I'm all about apocalyptic type movies. So am I, but chaos. I don't like it. I'm all about chaos. Oh, I'm all about the thought the end like, of the world, end of time, all that shit. And think about how people when they go back to a primal state. Because you even think, like, I watched this series on Netflix called Godless. Oh, it was awesome to start. Okay. And it's shitty, but 
when it started. Like how we got to this point as human beings and we didn't just wipe each other out or we're all extinct, I no don't kidding, know. Because right? it's so fragile. Because everybody in this Godless series, when you first started, everybody's dying. Really? And like a flashlight comes in, everybody drowns. There's uh, sickness, smallpox, kills everybody off. Oh, uh, okay. And then even so much as like, you just stole my cow, bang, you're dead. You know what I mean? It's just how we got to this point in life. And like childbirth, you think about childbirth, how we can go and there's really no situation mm-hmm. where they can't fix it. It's like, true. You, it's stressful, yes, but they do fix it. But back in the day, moms and babies, gone in an instant. Like uh, almost a family. Just a lifespan of, of a regular human being was mid thirties. Mid thirties. What the f- think mid about that? Mid thirties. No wonder people were getting married at thirteen, right? Bear attacks, all this stuff. You know what I'm Diseases, saying? Diseases. I'm just saying that, like that. I don't know how we got to this point, but I feel as though I should have been a cowboy back then. Right. I think I would have been more <laughs> suited to that lifestyle. I think I would have been good in the fifties. I always tell my wife that. I don't know why. Fifties. Something is a good about time the fifties is just. More liberation, more like you know, except for obviously all the racism and bad shit. I'm talking about the good. I'm always We're not focusing ta- let's on. Let's not talk. Thank about, you. Yeah, okay. right. I'm focusing on the good stuff. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like barely any diseases. Like all this good stuff that's going on. In yeah, the 50s. picket fences. Everybody's working hard. You everybody's trust your neighbor. Money. You could leave your door unlocked. You everybody know what I mean? helped everybody. It was a community type atmosphere. Yeah. See, it's either that. Or it's 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 a, a swinging fence for me. Yeah. It's either the cowboy life where like I'm just by myself and don't get near me. <laughs> <laughs> or it's 50s. So, 1850s or 1950s. There, there you go. go. <laughs> you pick it, that's where we'll go. I remember it. It came to mind. What, there it goes. Okay, the conspiracy theory. Mm. Because of all the women that are on birth control now, yes. high levels of estrogen are getting funneled into our water system, and all the men are drinking it, so that's why... There's more of a PC society up here. Get out. That's a conspiracy theory. I love this. <laughs> you never heard of this one? No. Did you? Uh, okay. I'm going to take this a little bit further for you. Sure. Go for it. Because I'm a part of a conspiracy theory. I'm better. Oh, okay. Did you? Uh, like, I am a part of one. Sure. When I was a young boy, okay. when I started uh, school, because we didn't have kindergarten. When I was little in right. New Brunswick, it was straight to grade one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when I went to grade one, mm. I was the first... My class was the first class, uh, so there was two classes of kids okay. that they they started that all of New Brunswick, where they would cart in uh, fluoride. Oh, okay. They would cart in fluoride for us right. kids every Tuesday. What to brush your teeth? And we we had the little K cup things. Okay. We drink it like uh, not drink it, but we'd swish it in our mouths, and the the teacher would time it. Right. And we'd spit it back in the cup, put it back in the tray, and they'd wheel it away. And they did that to us till we're in grade six. We did that all the way from grade one to grade six. Nobody ever said a thing. What the fuck? And all this collecting your saliva. Well, we're thinking like that whole fluoride and water thing. Oh, we're the guinea pigs. We're the generational guinea pigs for the floor because they they stopped that after us. That's right. We're the only kids that got it. Isn't that wild? Makes sense. It's really wild that we're the only kids. They got the fluoride treatment from grade one right. to grade six. It completely stopped, yeah. and there really wasn't any more talk about it. Oh, my God. And so we sense. just swish it, spit it, put it back. In. It was very like very much like a movie like where they're rolling in stuff for, to test f- on children and then coming take in, it like, away. Face masks. Right, like right, it was right, like right, Outbreak right. or something. Or right. for us Canadian SARS, like they're coming in. Oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's exactly was pretty much the same thing. Oh, my God. And like even the teacher would sit at the top. Very regimented and like have a stopwatch and we'd have to swish. 
Oh my god! For ninety seconds. Yeah, you were, these guys were getting tested on something, and especially they're all these. I'm sorry to say, though, no one really cared at Nobody the time gives back, a then. Shit back then. Just part of the islands, you know, right? Or whatever. Right. Oh so my it, god! So I, I'm actually part of kind of a little little conspiracy theory. Wow. A little bit of myself. You never know. There might be a next a Netflix special. In you this. never know. <laughs> Do you might interview know. Like, all of us are insane. Probably. You got to embellish though and say, yeah, they took us into the back, and there's some guy who was sitting on a huge chair. There's a guy with a, like a like a badge on it. We didn't uh, like. We're young. We didn't know what the badge meant, but he told us to like stare center. We couldn't look at him. Yeah, we oh can turn this God. real dark. Did you imagine that? Jesus. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I love good conspiracy theory, mm. but again, it has to be a, a very good one. Like that, I don't even entertain flat earthers and stuff like that. It's well, we don't know. We don't know. They got they got some good points. Well, I guess you know what I'm saying. Until you physically go out into space. I just... <laughs> but how many people have been to space? Well, all the astronauts. I guess. Well, lots Fuck. of them. Lots of them. This and again, obviously, we have satellites mind. and shit. And Im- but then again, they doctor the images and this yeah. and all. Well, I don't understand what like the flat Earth thing. So I was trying to learn what they were thinking. So we're saying that we're the base of existence. So the Earth is like just flat on just uh, on a surface. You know more than I. I don't have no idea. I don't entertain okay. nothing. So all you right. tell me. See, what I think is is that. They think it's flat, and like you said, yeah, we we don't rotate around nothing. Like yes, the sun yes. goes around. It goes the moon and the sun know. go around us, and I it's a know. dome. We're in a dome like setting. That's what. Yeah, it's flat, yeah. but it's a dome on top. Right. Right. So I'm, but what I don't. It it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind that like, do they think we're it's engineered by some greater? But what I my, okay. Set aside the satellites and everything. I love this, by the way. <laughs> we have <laughs> planes that go from one side. Okay, so say you leave the West Coast. Yes. You go around the world, yeah. and then eventually you come around to the east, and you end up in West again. Yeah. If you're flat, how do you go around something if it's flat? Yeah. Because they've said that What's they the don't, argument to that? They, don't, they say that the flight patterns, they, they explain that on there. They explain that they don't have. Are you kidding they me? don't. They go. They arc over. <sighs> they're arcing. I'm getting a headache now. Right? They work <laughs> over, but they never go circuit. They never go around. So they're. They so what say, about time zones? How about that? I. You know why? Listen. <laughs> like there's so I, many things I, I can throw out there. I know. You know what I mean? I know. Fuck. And then at so the end of this thing, the greatest thing is whoever did this is a genius. Because at the but end, is it a mockumentary or is it someone serious trying to? Okay, whose so side is it taken from? Perspective. It's, it's taken. It's just an unbiased guy. Okay. Taking account who is not saying so anything. He's not throwing shade there's on no, either side. And there's no narration, okay. so he's not narrating. Oh, he's just doing. Okay, the, so maybe I will watch it. Then. You need to watch okay, it. I thought it was from the perspective of the flat earthers and these people saying that no, it's the flat earth, and these guys are all stupid. no. Okay, because okay. what he does at the end, which is great, is so the flat oh the main God. guy. I don't know, I forget his name. So the main guy that came up with the most and got the most hits for flat earth and okay. stuff like that, who put out the YouTube video that got over really big. Now he's a big wig there, like he makes money off this stuff like okay, crazy. Okay. Right. So now they're trying to plan for expeditions because now the flat earthers turn on each other because their theories are off so they're fighting back and forth and that's how you know something's not real something's not real right <laughs> exactly and then at the end thank you they're talking about um <laughs> what did he do um the the document the guy that made the documentary left it open to say that something else was coming up and he had to prove it wrong right. but if he was proved wrong then he just lost not not a not wealth, okay. but he's lost his whole life because oh, now he God. is somebody and he has relationships and he has all this stuff through right. this. 
And the, the way they left it looked very uncomfortable. Like, he looked very uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best. Oh, my God. Yeah. You got to watch it. Dude, I could go all day with it. Like, even 9-11, I could go and keep going You know going what? Yeah, you know, on. that, that one's, that one's sticky. I stay away from that one. So do I because of how many people were affected so many by people. it. So, yep. I, the way I leave it, when someone, oh, do you believe it? I'm like, you know what? I could see it both ways. People suffered. The states rised up from it, so mm. in in the end, it was again not a good story, but it was better than it could have happened. So you know what? Just leave it at that. I don't even think first. about because in my head, my head doesn't always go the way everybody else's head goes. Mm. Everybody goes the three thousand people that died, or however many died. Right. My head goes to the countless families who spread more oh. than three thousand. The countless families that are affected by this. Uh, the amount of moms and dads, the amount of orphan kids, that's true, the and all this. Effect. Oh yeah. my god, Shit. like that that wave. So that that um, the wave off of that first impact mm. isn't the three thousand or whatever that passed away. It's the effect that it had on the generations come of the that's wave. True. Do you know what I mean? It's like wow. World War Two. I don't think about the thousands of people that died fighting for invisible borders and invisible yeah. lines, which sucks. It sucks so much because these dudes are like out there fighting for us, yeah. but like you're fighting for a line, which is crazy. And well, I take it as they are fighting a tyranny and all this stuff. So like, but at the end of the day, they come back or they don't come back. The amount of thousands and thousands of families and people affected by it, it will never like, be the same. Even those war uh, vet videos you see on online where the dad's coming home. Yeah. You don't cry because the dad's coming home. You cry because the family is seeing the dad. Yeah. Right. Or 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 exactly. Or mother, I shouldn't be gender biased that way either way. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like again, you, you, I yeah, I feel sorry for the guy or the girl because they're out there at war and whatever, but mm. it's the family. It's the family. It's I don't always like, the family. And that's I the problem. The I, I think way. that's the problem because it, yeah, everybody singles out because it's easier to relate to one singularity. Yeah. But then there's so many other things at yeah. play. It's so true. Unbelievable. Okay, before we bring up the Dumas game and we wrap this up. Yeah. The reason why I brought up tattoos, and you have no regrets, so I guess you can't relate, but... <laughs> Speaking of today's generation too, like I only have two tattoos as well. My, one of mine is my last name and another one is a saying, don't trust anyone because I've been fucked over so many times by family and friends mm. that I know I'm going to take that to my grave because I, again, I know, I know my issues. I'm never going to trust anyone. Like I've been, I'm surprised I've been married as long as I have been because <laughs> of my trust issues. But anyways. Well, she's pretty awesome. Well, my wife's the only one I guess I truly do trust well, with there the bottom you go. of my heart. Anyone else? Not even my dad and my siblings. Nobody. No. I, I don't trust. I wouldn't. So anyways, but that's not the point. Mm. There was this, again, these millennials. I know our generation always likes to gripe on the millennials, but are you a sports fan? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. A soccer fan in Argentina celebrated his favorite team's success no. by tattooing the barcode that you could scan to take you to YouTube to watch the highlights of the game. Stop it right now. So if he's bored, he could scan it and it takes it right to the end, he could watch it. Stop it right now. Now. Okay, now everything go. stays online forever. What mm -hmm. if YouTube decides to take down that video? Now this guy has a meaningless barcode. I, you know what I'm thinking is, first of all, how lazy we are. <laughs> how lazy? Why would you? Why? Why are you so lazy? I didn't even think of that part. Just look it up. <laughs> if you love it so much, look it up. So, um, but that's the generation we live in now, right? Well, I, I don't know if it's laziness, being smart, or. Like how the, all the millennials say again, work less for more. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. So, ah, 
I don't know, man. You know what? You know Maybe what bothers me? I'll tell you right now because I Go have four. It. I well, I'm soon to have four boys. I don't even know. How I to have do that. four kids. God bless. No, thanks. <laughs> I need it. I should have been a millionaire. Um, I've had I've had four kids, mm. and the way in my brain I see them and the way I perceive them as growing up is I want them to do well. I want of them course. to be happy. I want them to flourish and like mm-hmm. have things and stuff like that. If you are one of these kids nowadays and you put a big hole in your nose or you better put something on your face or right. you do something so radical. Yeah, that's the thing now, face tattoos. I feel so sorry for you as a parent. Oh, my God. Everything. <laughs> like there was one kid that wanted to turn himself into an alien. So he he didn't want to he didn't well, like want plastic any, surgery. Yeah, his ears deformed. His, uh, yes, uh, and his eyes are completely this. black. His skin tinted, a different skin color. tinted, all this stuff. And he <sighs> wanted to be an alien. He didn't even want to have any kind of reproductive type system. He didn't want to be a boy or a girl. Okay. He just wanted to be, uh, uh, whatever. So to me, exactly eunuch. I guess eunuch would be the best yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, there guess. you go. But um, I look at that and I'm like, I would love to just. Want to just talk to him for a second? Like you're somebody's little boy. At some time, at one point in your life where you had none of these weird aspirations, you're this little man mm. that was two years old that mm. were crawling up on either your mama or your dad's knee yeah. and watching Paw Patrol or watching some kind of little cartoon, <laughs> right. eating a popsicle, and mm. that was life at its greatest. And now, yep. like, what what have you done? <laughs> And, like, how much do you hate your parents? Oh and I know God. that's not a, it's your life, it's my life, I can do whatever I want. But I know. I'm the same way. But there's certain things, come on, man. I wouldn't want, like, I, the generation that I see now, if I was born, like my son's now, my son's now, I tell my, my 60-year-old who lives with me mm. all the time, like, if you don't get married and you don't have children, your father it will be so happy. Like, mm. I, I'll be proud of you if you do. Right. But if you don't. I'll still be super right. proud of you because you're bringing children up in a generation where it it's it's going to be so hard. It is. I know. It's so hard, and then like you as a, as a as a 16 year old young man mm-hmm. uh, having children, and then just the way I want him to grow up is going to be less of a like it's going to be more of a hurdle to get yeah. these kids to grow up the way he grew up. Of course, you know what I mean. Yeah, oh. it's hard. Oh. I know. Tell me about it. And again, good luck with that. Good luck. But then again, I, I, last week's guest said that um, it's only going to get better before it gets worse now. Because we're at the point where it's so... Because like, you know how there's always that generational gap where it gets so bad? Yeah. And then you have that span where it's nice and you know crisp. And maybe that's what we're stepping into You know now, what? Right? That's very optimistic. But like, so. I'm, I'm, I'm an optimistic. I guess I'm right in the middle. I'm a, a, like a normal... Like, Pessimistic oh, and me. optimistic. I always think I'm the worst. I'm always, but this is where I go. This is where my okay. brain goes. Is like it's always like someone that just uh, say any situation. Uh, your car broke down. Right. Uh, can't get any worse than this until the truck comes and hits you. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, it can get much worse. And that's yeah. the thing I see is like it, it doesn't matter like what happened what's happening right now mm. and they think ah, you know what it's this is the this is the burst of the bubble no yeah. i don't think so yeah i don't think I so see yeah, i could see that do you ever see those uh things like those uh shows like aeon flux and all these cartoons or these right. shows and stuff they show uh like a technological age of living and it looks so cruddy and gross yeah. and people are and like i so it, structured it looks like that's where we're heading though 
Yeah, I know. I could, see, but then again, I don't think the pockets of people who still think like us will allow that. I'm sorry, I really don't. You don't then again, so? that's borderline like, it's, dictatorship. You know but what I mean? it's reverse bullying. You're like we're on the verge now of like reverse bullying happens all the time. But yet, because they're taking a stance against somebody that maybe has an aggressive mean. point mm-hmm. or a very passionate point, maybe not even a bully, but it's just like no, I don't believe that's true. And then you get these waves, like me and you. Mm-hmm. You just talked a minute ago about a dad coming home and then you corrected yourself. I'm like, I had a mom. Like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Like, you're not that person. I will, like, we've had a conversation. <laughs> I know you're not this person. Right. But yet, you have to make, see, that's we're, the sad part. We're this generation and we're still bullied into yeah. you had to say. And that. I would have never said that 10 years ago. You wouldn't have said that 10 years and ago. And I'm not a sexist because, look, one of my sponsors. Just caters to women. Just caters to women. Do you know what I mean? And we've talked and had, like, women guests had conversations with your wife and stuff like that. And you can tell that there's not a, a thing sexist about you. Right. But then at the end of the day, you're still uh, cautiously aware. But you see, that's what I mean. Uh-huh. How are people so stupid? You know someone's intent if they're being racist, if they're being sexist, if they're being an elitist, whatever the fuck terminology you want to use. Yeah. You know what the intent is. Come on. But uh, that doesn't that doesn't matter because the whole thing is I have to show where my where I uh, how I hang my flag in the front yard. So I'm going to like uh, we're on the bandwagon. So I like the, like me like everybody says all the time because they say stuff at the wrestling school that like. Uh, my wife says, Tyson, for the love of God, can you please just settle down? I'm like, I mean none of it. <laughs> it's funny. I'm trying to be funny. Right. And everybody's laughing. She goes, well, there's going to be someone come in one day that's not going to think I it's funny. That's the unfortunate And thing. then it's going to hurt your business a bit. I'm mm. like, well, I'm not, I can't, I can't let, I can't let them take my only thing. You know what I mean? And I can't have them... Like, your podcast is your podcast. If you have to apologize in advance for something that you didn't even do, that's ridiculous. I try and be political, like, to the point where... Yeah, I get you. But I'm not... Again, I've had episodes where we... Like, there was one episode... Because I usually have co-hosts with my buddies. Yeah, yeah. They're able to come over and we just shoot the shit. And those... Oh, my God. They go off the rails. Like, one shout out to Pedro. He had an episode where he decided to talk to Chinese Siri. Okay. And out of context, that looks kind of, you know, that looks, yeah, right. but if you listen to the whole episode, you know why I came up and whatever, and it was funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And that's what I mean. The intent. That's right. what I'm talking about. I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with it's you. But the, uh, this is the generation we have is like a bunch of gang-like bullies. Yeah. And it's a that, lot of internet stuff. So they, they, they overwhelmed by huge numbers yeah. and saying like that majority not rules right. and that's the other thing too, which right? is ridiculous because yeah. the majority is a mob and the mob Thank never you. rules and and last time i checked i'm sorry majority of the population does not have a high iq no right it doesn't see so it doesn't it doesn't always work and then way. when you <laughs> when you are in a mob mentality your iq goes down Thank you. Because you're no longer uh, an individual thinking. You're thinking about uh, in a mass. Yes. And a mass of people is a dangerous thing. It is. It's so true. Wild, eh? <laughs> All right. Let's get into some dumb laws. Yes, let's let's have it. some fun here. Yes. So I'm going to give you four different laws from four different states. Okay. You've traveled the states, so maybe yes. you know these. Maybe you've heard of them. Maybe you've broken them. I don't know. But you got to decide which one is the real one. So there's only one that's real out of okay. the four. Okay? It's no particular order. In Indiana... It is illegal for someone to gossip or talk behind another person's back. Number two. In Georgia, it is illegal to have sexual relations with a psychic if they have read your palm. Mm. In New York, it is illegal to read a book while riding a two-wheel vehicle. Mm -hmm. Or is it? 
in Arizona, it is illegal to wrestle a catch-as-catch-can style match. <laughs> I'm going to go with New York. New I'm York? I'm going to go the, the riding a bicycle, because that seems the, like the most obvious one. I want it to be. I so want it to be the fortune teller one. <laughs> but again, remember the mm-hmm. name of the game, Dumb Laws. I'm not trying to swear right. to you. No, no, no. But maybe because it makes the most sense. Is it really a dumb law then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, who would, be reading a, who would be reading a book while riding a bicycle? Some talented people. I'm still going with that one. You're going to stick I gotta with that go, one? I got, listen, I always have to go back to a little frame, like a little bit of logic. Okay. 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 So, I'm going to go with New York. Nope. Are you serious right now? <laughs> okay, what is it? <laughs> In Indiana, it is illegal for someone to gossip or talk behind another person's back. How would you How would you even? That's why it's dumb laws, you see? Oh, my God. Now, what, what, can we do some history on this? Do you have any history on this? Do you have any info other than this? A I website. Wanna, <laughs> I want to know... When this law was created, <coughs> now when I grew up, I'll tell you this, before we get done with this, I sure. grew up, like I told you, a very religious household. Okay. So, very, so so did I, so I could relate. Super religious. Yeah, my parents were religious as well. Yes. Super. Every day Sunday, Every, pray like, to the rosary, this, everything, yes. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so much so, I went to church um, four times a week. Oh, wow. And like worked on the farm four times a week. And okay. then in the summertime, we devoted two weeks of going to tent services. Oh, wow. We were those people. Okay. The tent revival services right, for two so weeks lost, lost right. two weeks of our summer mm-hmm. to that craziness. Wow. Um, if you believe in that stuff, I'm sorry. I don't mean... Uh, anyway. Hey, to each his own. That's to what I always say. To each his own. But exactly. uh, don't drag a, like a kid like me to that thing every freaking summer. Uh, but okay. so, um, I remember as a kid that like... You know how you always had the moral compass with religion? Religion's all about moral compass, and I really do. I don't want to get into the whole thing, but it feels though religion is based on protecting civilization of human beings to make human beings grow. Because if you were a giant human being, you're just going to take whatever the little guy had. Unless the little guy who had a better capacity for thinking because he didn't have the physical attributes came up with a deity in the sky that said, Hey, can't do that. You're not going to build good places. So... Don't like like again. I'm just speculating. So uh, I've grown up in the church. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, but they used to say about uh, rumors and stuff when I was a kid. Now this is when I was a kid. They okay. said that uh, spreading rumors and gossiping behind someone's back right. was the witch's tongue. That it was witchcraft. They also said it was witchcraft. You see. So that's not that's. That's hinging on. That's hinging on because I'm from the East Coast. That's hinging on not just uh, religious um, uh, from uh, the uh, Jesus and the cross and right. all this stuff in like over in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. That's bringing it over into the East Coast of the yes. United States and Canada. And a lot of those witchcraft states. burning people. Yep. Yes, because of Salem, Maine, right? Maine, Boston, all these places yeah. that all. Grew up, up there, there, and I'm I, I'm Irish in descent. There you go. Right, so that's that's where they used to say is like, uh, and they still had a tinge of that in the 80s, 90s when I grew up, wow. saying like, that's, crazy. Uh, that's the witch's tongue, and it's a form of witchcraft to gossip behind your 
brother or sister's back. And again, back then, they didn't know any better. So the way to scare someone or the mm-hmm. way to make someone straight, again, you scare them straight, right? Scare them straight. And that's what worked back then. And Isn't it worked. that banana? Well, like, even to this day, I still have Catholic guilt because of my parents and my upbringing. You will, because I right? do too. I do too. Like, See? I still, and <laughs> as a as a growing human being, shouldn't you be able to ha- cast your own thoughts and have an idea and express it and right? stuff like that? And at the end of the day, you still believe, you still believe, you know what I mean? But the, like, back, like, I still feel it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a practitioner of any of it. Right. But yeah, you still... still, You still get that feeling like, oh, (laughs) fuck, man. Right? (laughs) Yep. Wild. Wild. (laughs) Some people call it a conscience. Some people call it... Whatever it is, you have it for a reason. It's either because of your upbringing or something, so... I think, yeah, you know what it is? I think it's so ingrained in you. I think it comes from a different place, and I think it's just genetically hammered into you. So you don't go off and off the guy that's a... Like stole your towel mm-hmm. or or ate your sheep or something like that. I think right. it comes from a different. It comes from a whole and hundreds of years yeah. of doing the same thing repeatedly, repeatedly. It's in the genetic. It basically is programmed in the genetic code. I think so. Too. Even like consciousness and stuff yeah. like that. I watched this whole sweet series <laughs> before we saw. I oh, know I'm going to talk. No, around. go for it, man. Um, watch this wicked series, and it was talking about uh, the, the beginning of men. The okay. age of men, right. which was awesome mm. because we don't think about it. We think either if you're religious, you think Adam and Eve or uh, what, whatever. Uh, the universe. Yeah, dust, whatever it is. Yeah. Dust and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So um, <clears throat> if you're thinking about it on the same lines of uh, apes evolving into uh, That's the other one. Yeah. Uh, like nomads and stuff. Yeah. And this is where they, t- they take it from a scientific okay. uh, mindset. So they're taking it from that end. So they're like talking about um, uh, Neanderthals and stuff like that. And when they started to walk upright and that they would huddle together in uh, groups, but like your lifespan wouldn't be that long and that we used to be scavengers. So Mm. a beast like a saber tooth would eat something and then we'd go and eat the rest of it. And the only reason our brain is a little bit more developed or got more developed because we used to get the proteins. Take that, vegans. And um, the marrow, we used to suck the marrow out of the bones of these creatures. A lot of And there's a lot of stuff in yeah. the marrow. Yeah. Which eventually we started evolving, evolving. But then even then, if some, they said, they speculate. Mm-hmm. And like, if it was like, we're like animals. So if like, if a saber tooth came out of the woods and said, ah, I got you, bitch. And tacked one, like maybe even like your father that or your mother or somebody that took care of you in that capacity because right. you probably wouldn't have them there. So whoever in that group was in there and they just ate them right there, like just attacked them, you would just run and not even give a shit. Right. True. You would just be thinking survival. Because yeah. that's basically we come down to the primary f- sense of uh, survival, really. Yeah, of course. That's our that's last the basis instinct. of everything. Basis yeah. of everything. That's survival. why we turn so ugly at the end of the day. Yeah. Human beings will go ugly because yeah. of survival. That's true. Wild, eh? I know. I know everything. I, I honestly think, again, being Catholic, whatever, obviously I believe in a higher being. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I believe everything is interconnected one way or the other. It's no matter what you believe in. Whatever you like, believe in. You know what in. I mean? And, like there's something like, there's, I I hate when people say coincidence or circumstance or mm-hmm. this happened for no reason. Like, I'm a big believer where, what, like, why? Why is there just one planet here with just us? Like, why did this just happen? No, man, there has to be something. There is something. And, and if I die and it just turns all black, man, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. You're right. 
Oh, but well, will you hope there's something else? But man. will you though? Because you, think, I know because then you won't be here, so you don't know. And it's like, ah, oh, you think then. think about it too. Like, is it really that bad? Instead no, of, no. Actually, you know what? It's not. To tell you the truth, because uh, before, like, and somebody did this to me the other day, and it, like blew my mind. He's like, "Do you remember anything before you were born?" Obviously, and yeah. then like freaking blew my mind because people don't think that way. They don't think that way. They think the other way. Yeah. Well, we think on a straight line when it's like a fucking it's, it's all over the place. all over yeah. the place. But yeah, is we don't remember anything before we were born. Right. So there's a good chance that there's nothing after we're born. You know, we, we're we just made of minerals. Of the but then again, the like you earth. said, the genes, then they carry on to our offspring and so forth. On, and so, and then maybe on. memories are embedded in there and we don't even know it. And we maybe that's know. what our dreams are. Ah, I I you never know. This. You don't know why you have a conscience and like, why did I think that? Yeah. It could be just, you know, it could be a part so of your true. dad or your mom or somebody else, grandpa or whatever, way back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's so wild. Again, maybe it's for another podcast. We'll have a conspiracy theory podcast. Listen, we should totally. Uh, <laughs> the wrestling thing is great. Let me, I love wrestling. Of but course. Man, oh man, conspiracy <laughs> theories. We could hit this all day. Perfect. Okay, on that note, do you have anything to plug where people could find you? Any upcoming shows, whatever you want? Uh, the best way, the best way is either Twitter or Instagram. Instagram is really catching on. So I feel as though Instagram is a go. really nice little thing. Uh, and Twitter, it's both the same handles. It's uh, Tyson, T-Y-S-O-N, uh, Dukes, D-U-X, everybody, D-U-X. It's Bloodsport. It's from Bloodsport, if anybody asks. It's not Ducks. One of my favorite Dukes. movies. Oh, see? Same generation as me. I wore that BHSO. So did I. Yeah. It got to a point favorite. where I couldn't even adjust the tracking. Was no, no, <laughs> the tracking was messed up. To the <laughs> point, knows what we're one, about. I had two copies, and the first one actually obliterated out of the VHS. Like, the, the ribbon was coming yeah. out. I'm like, oh, man, it's time to get Because I was one. thinking that the other day. Which movie have I watched most in the lifetime? I think it's a tie between, like, Goonies, yes. Bloodsport, and Kickboxer. I think those were the three. Oh, Kickboxer was great, too. Those were the three I watched the most. I watched Dennis Alexio. Um, <laughs> was a great Kickboxer, by the way. People don't give him enough credit. Dennis Alexio, who right. was in Kickboxer. Um, I'm going to say mine was uh, definitely Bloodsport as a child, was Bloodsport. And uh, Mad Max Fury Road, because I'm obsessed with that go. one. And probably Tombstone with my old man. Holy Those God. are my three. And they're uh, nice. like, I can watch them. Right now, I could watch them right now and sit there and know every word for word, but still love every minute of it. Awesome. It's the memories. That's mm. what we get to carry over. Exactly. Right? It's so true. Well, for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, same finger styles. And on Twitter, if you want to follow the podcast, follow the podcast DAP. And you could email us your thoughts, suggestions, questions, comments, whatever you want at the podcast at gmail.com. And obviously, like I said at the beginning of the show, go support the sponsors. Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code the podcast25. Go to popyapparel.com. Use promo code the podcast with a capital D. And subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and go to podbros.com. And if you enjoyed this talk with Tyson, I've also talked to a bunch of other wrestlers before. I've had an interview with RJ City. I've had interviews with Benjamin Banks. I've also had an interview with Brian Pillman Jr. So you could go back and check out all those if you're into wrestling. So there's wrestling-themed episodes if you're so interested. If not, till next time, I guess, until I have another wrestling star on. <laughs> Anything else to add, Tyson? Not a thing. I just enjoyed this. Hopefully we can do this again. This was actually a lot of fun. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it very much. Until next time, he's Tyson. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.